Hey everyone, today we are going to be talking about balance doesn't mean equal. And we are very excited to share with you today. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jesse Valle. And I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. So today we're going to talk about how balance doesn't mean equal because we've seen this popping up a lot lately, this idea that for everything to be in balance, everything in your life gets equal weight or equal importance or equal time. And as marketing moms, that's just not the case for us. Yes, we want to spend time with our kids. Yes, we want to spend time in our business. But those things don't necessarily have equal importance or get equal time. And the amount of time they get is not necessarily going to be the same day to day. Yeah. So it really bugs me when some people are like, balance is a myth and da 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 da. Well, yeah. If you consider balance being equal everything, then it is a myth. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, I actually have our Marketing Moms book right here in front of me. Um, I wanted to read a quick quote about what is balance. So here I am on page nine. And if you want to get your own copy, it's over at marketingmomsbook.com. But what it says is balance is a feeling of harmony and success in your life. Because it is a feeling, that also means it's an opinion. What each of us considers balance is not going to be exactly the same as what you or anyone else considers balance. So Angela and I can share, you know, that's the end of the quote. Um, so Angela and I can share our experiences and we can talk about what balance means for us and what we do to work toward balance in our lives. But at the end of the day, only you can answer the question of what is balance. So for some people to say, you know, balance is a myth, it's elusive, it's not real. Well, then maybe that's because they don't, you know, they're not looking in on themselves and thinking about what balance really means to them. They're trying to take someone else's version of balance. And of course, that's never going to happen for you. Yeah. Did you in high school ever play with the scales where you had the different weights that you would put on the scales to make them balance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes you would have like a really, really big weight on one side and a really, really small weight on the other, but the scales would still balance because they were equal in weight, right? Mm-hmm. And I think about balance a little bit like that. So maybe some part of my life is getting more time or more priority than another part, but the whole thing balances itself out into a life that I enjoy. Yeah. I think of it a little differently. Um, actually, if if you are listening audience, um, likes visuals, the way I think of it is like, okay, so say you have a rock with a board on top. I'm going like, you're like in high school, this fancy in machine, and I'm over here like a rock scale. and a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and you set it on top, and if if the stick's in the middle, mm-hmm. then two things – you know, you have to have equal weight on both sides for it to balance. But 
if you shift the stick or shift the board just a little bit so it's off center, one side needs more weight than the other for it to balance. And that's the way I see it is that I want to put more weight to, I want to add more weight to the things that matter most to me and less weight to the other stuff, even though it needs to be a part of the equation Mm-hmm. in order to find that sweet spot, that balance for my life. And like that's that. what I think most people are missing because they think this, the the board has to be in the middle of the rock, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Yep. I like that. That's definitely better than my analogy. <laughs> <laughs> They're very similar. <laughs> they are very similar. But yeah, I like that. So I was actually um, flipping through our book some more and this one part popped up to me. And actually, it it was a part you talked about, Angela. Um, Let's see if you remember. (laughs) Um, Okay. So one day, your daughter um, came to you telling you about a family that she watches on YouTube and how clean their house is and how good their kids behave and how grateful their kids are. Yep, I do. And she said, Mommy, wouldn't you love to have that? To have kids that are that good? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you remember what you said? I do. Yes. I I told her that if I had a YouTube channel, I would have kids that good. (laughs) (laughs) Because those are the only parts you would show. Those are the only parts you would show. Yeah, those are the only parts. I'm not going to put on YouTube my messy house with my kids that are having tantrums because they don't want to have a shower today because they just took one yesterday. Like, that's not what you put out there. (laughs) You know, I once saw someone who did like a they had like a tiny little corner of their house that was impeccably clean because that's the way the camera was facing and they were doing uh-huh. a live. And then you turn the camera around and the rest of the house is a complete disaster. Yeah. I mean, that's why you can't take that. That's like what irks me and why Angela and I wanted this podcast where we talk about things realistically because too many people just want to show the highlight reel. They just want to show the pretty parts, the clean parts, and they don't turn the camera around and let you see the mess. Yeah. I mean, I admit that even we are, you know, to an extent, we have a hard time showing our own mess, you know, Mm -hmm. theoretically speaking, not literally, although both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, it's like we're – at least we're trying. Mm-hmm. At least we're trying to tell you that life is not all cupcakes and rainbows and puppies and butterflies. It's messy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, life is hard. Life it's is the messy. cute little puppy with dirt all over it because they yes. just rolled in a mud puddle. Right. Yes, you exactly. get You get the puppy covered in mud, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And that is one of the reasons when we talk about balance, we talk about some of the little things that we do that a lot of people may not necessarily mention uh, that help us with balance. Like we've talked about before, I don't do lunches when my kids are home. We have Mm -hmm. breakfast and then they have access to like relatively healthy snacks all day and then we have dinner. Now, my kids, to them, that's totally normal. They think it's weird to hear about families that sit down for three meals a day, like for my oldest said, it sounds really formal to sit down for all three <laughs> meals. <laughs> but yeah, so like that's a little bit when we talk about balance, we think about those small things that we do in our lives to give ourselves the opportunity 
to spend more time doing things that bring that sense of balance into our life. Because I don't do formal lunch with my kids, I have time to sit and work and get my work done in the day, and then I have time to spend time with them in the evening. Whereas if I had to stop in the middle of the day, make a lunch, talk about why they need to eat it, argue about whether or not they're going to eat it, and then mm-hmm. throw it away after they don't eat it, that's like an hour of my time that is now being eaten up in the evening when we could have just spent that hour together in the evening. Yeah. And how my family has switched to 90% paper plates and plastic spoons and forks because we're just, I don't want to say too lazy, but at this season in our life, we would rather spend time together as a family than doing dishes every night. Yep. Yes. It causes more trash. Yes. It's more expensive. But that's what we need in this season of our life right now to find that balance. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the same goes with between our businesses and our families. There are seasons, like I have a season coming up called Black Friday, where <laughs> I'm going to be probably working 12 or 14 hour days for a while getting ready for that because that's just the nature of my business. But that gets balanced out in the summer when I don't have to work those 12, 14. I could work six hours a day because there's not as much going on. I can spend more time with my kids. And that sort of balances everything out. But every day is not an equal amount of I'm going to do my business for this amount of time and I'm going to spend this amount of time with my kids and everybody gets an equal amount of time and attention from mom. That's just not how it works. Things have to be a little bit more fluid, a little bit more dynamic. Like Jesse said, you have to be able to move the stick (laughs) to get everything to balance because not everything is going to have an equal amount of weight throughout your day and throughout the seasons of your life. I really like that you made that point that like you can work towards balance in your life, but that doesn't mean every day is going to look the same. And I think that for a lot of people, they do wake up every morning thinking, this is going to be the quote unquote perfect day. And it's like, okay, but every day cannot look the same. Because guess what? Some days you do have to hit up the laundry. And Mm -hmm. some days you do get to spend the entire day out in nature with the kids on a hike. And then some days you can't because guess what? They're all in school. Yeah. So it's like every day has to be different. It is dynamic. It's fluid. I love that you you explained it that way because you're not a failure when one day doesn't go quote unquote perfect. There yeah. is no perfect day, by the way. Um, <laughs> but it, it's like you're trying to create a balanced life, not a balanced yeah. day. Yeah. I think that is the key to thinking about balance is to look at it in a long-term scale Mm -hmm. rather than just like, okay, today I spent eight hours on my business and eight hours with my kids. Like, cause I don't know about you, but my days never work out like that. And it's the same thing. I think about it too, like, because I have multiple kids And when I was pregnant with my second one, I was telling my mother-in-law that I was kind of concerned about, you know, I was like, I really love having my one kid and I can shower her with all of the love and attention and affection and time and all of this stuff. And she said, oh, like, don't even worry about it. Like, once you have your second kid, like your love expands for that second kid, which is true. 
But I pointed out to her, my time does not expand. I still only have 24 hours in a day, but now I have two kids. And every day doesn't see me giving them an equal amount of time and attention. I would love to do that. Don't get me wrong. But there are some days when my oldest needs help with a project and my youngest would rather just watch YouTube. There are some days where my middle gets sick and I have to lay with her in the chair. And so my oldest will throw together her own lunch or make a snack for the youngest to help out. Because no matter what you do, you're never going to be able to equally balance that out between all three kids. Overall, in the long term, in the course of their lives, it'll all balance out. But on the day-to-day basis, I can't sit down and be like, okay, every kid gets three and a half hours today. <laughs> like, it just does not work that way. Well, and the kids also need different things. Like you were pointing yeah. out, um, I mean, my seven-year-old needs a little less attention than my three-year-old because she's growing up. She's becoming a little more independent. She wants more alone time. My three-year-old, however, is constantly, will you play with me? Will you play with me? Shoving Hot Wheels in my hands. Like, (laughs) um, you know, but then I think about what, what did I do for my seven-year-old when she was three? Mm -hmm. When she was three, she was probably this needy too. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, like, like you said, every day is different. And some days you got to balance has to be a long-term thing. It can't just be narrow. Yeah. And it can't be something that's so granular that you're counting down the minutes of how much time you spent on one thing versus another thing, how much time you spent working with clients versus taking care of your kids versus spending time with your husband. Because if you try to do that at the the time tracking of it Mm -hmm. will drive you crazy. Like, Time tracking is great when you're trying to make sure you're not spending too much time on client projects, but it is Mm -hmm. not so great when you're trying to bring balance into your life because looking at it on a really granular scale is going to drive you crazy. That reminds me of the episode we did a few weeks ago on um, to-do lists being prison bars. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, if if you use it in that sense like, this is what I have to do and this is the only thing I can do in my life, then it becomes too restrictive. Um, But if you use it more as a guardrail, life goes a lot easier. Yeah. And I I think that's where you and I kind of view balance is that guardrail to keep Mm -hmm. you from going off one way or the other, spending too much time on your business or too much time with your family and your business suffers or too much time with your kids and your significant others not getting attention. That idea of balance is less about making sure everything is equal and more about putting guardrails around things to make sure one thing doesn't eat up all of your time and attention. Yeah. I know that this is more of my thing versus your thing, but I even thought earlier this morning I was thinking about something and I thought to myself, if I was at the end of my life, like my deathbed, what would I think of this situation? And that really helped put things in perspective for me. It helped me figure out what is important to me and where I should be spending my time and energy and focus now. And what should I just let go. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a little more your thing. But I do think about things in that way. Sometimes maybe not quite all the way to my deathbed. <laughs> but um, I like I was telling my oldest the other day because she was talking about watching somebody and it was a parent that was flustered about, you know, do I do this for my kid or I do like that for my kid? And I told her one of the things that I learned early on in parenting her was that even though every decision that I made as a parent really felt like it was going to impact her for the rest of her life, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Whether or not she's had peas three days in a row or I swap it out for some green beans is not going to impact her when she's 40. It feels like it sometimes, especially if you're a new mom and it's your first kid, you feel like every decision is going to be like life altering, but it's not. And I think that's important to remember when you are bringing in those balance and to think about things that way. Is this really a decision or really a situation that requires this much time and effort because it's important enough that it's going to impact my life or my kid's life or my business? Or is this just kind of peas three days in a row where maybe I don't need to worry about this so much? It reminds me of a, I think it was an Instagram post or something I saw the other day. Where it was like, someone was like, what's the best, um, what's the best activity or something to take my six month old to? And someone was like, your child's six months, just take him outside on a walk. Yeah. Like, yeah. stick him in the stroller and take him through nature. You don't have to take them to this fancy museum. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can. They'll have a great time. Oh, sure. They will have an equally great time outside. Well, I, used to. I don't know. They're six months. They probably like. <laughs> That's true. I used to take when my kids were that little, I used to take the whole extra saucer out on our back porch and mm -hmm. just plop it down and sit out there and like read or whatever. And my kids were fascinated because they were outside. It was a change of scenery. It was great. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes we worry too much. You just got to live a little bit too. Yeah. Don't forget to live in the moment and enjoy yes. what you have. And I've noticed, you know, like you said, you see all these like balance doesn't exist or whatever mm -hmm. posts. And you also see the flip side. Like I achieved perfect balance in my home and my life. Like that's great <laughs> for you, but your balance doesn't look like my balance. Exactly. Because I guarantee you, your kids are not like my kids. <laughs> well, like and that's why I feel like, this episode had to be very open-ended. Like we can't sit here and tell you what to do to achieve balance because your balance is different than my balance and my balance is different than Angela's balance. So even if we were to give you tips, they're not going to be the same tips. No, no, they're not going to be the same tips. The biggest thing with balance and the biggest thing that Jesse and I have tried to talk about, not just in this episode, but overall and in our book is that idea of deciding what is important in your life and then arranging your life to make sure that is the focus. That's mm -hmm. how you get that sense of balance. It's less an actual balancing act and more just that sense of balance in your life that lets you lead a life that you enjoy. Because that's really what we all want. We're all in business and having raising kids and with families and whatever. We're all doing it to have a life we enjoy. Mm -hmm. Nobody's running their business to be like, I want to be miserable in four years. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to focus on 
right now, and I know we talked about this a little bit in a couple episodes ago, focus on right now doing the things that give us the life that we want in the future and living our life right now in the way that we want it to be lived. I know it sounds silly, but it's the whole, it's about the journey, not the destinations. (laughs) (laughs) Cliche. Yeah. Well, I mean. It has some merit. Yes, it's true. I mean, the the ultimate destination of us being alive is being dead. So I'm not as concerned about the destination as I am how I'm getting there, really. There you go. There you go. And like I said, it's not always working toward that moment where you're like, I'm living balance. Yay. <laughs> you should see yeah. him. I'm like waving my hands in the air. Jazz hands. Yay, jazz hands. Um, <laughs> it's not about that. It's like, okay, what can I do today to work toward balance? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. what can I do today to at least some of the day have that feeling, that emotion of balance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, it's like getting at the end of the day and knowing maybe not like today was a good day in the sense of like everything went right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but today was a good day in that I did my best and I made choices that helped me to live the day the way I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. I was able to prioritize the things that matter to me most. Yes. Yeah, that exactly. So even if you had to take a trip to the ER for something, (laughs) you know what? I was able to prioritize being there for my kid at that moment. Yes. Because that's what's important to me. And I can't say that's what's important for all of you, but that is what is important to me. So, uh, you know, something like that would have happened that, yeah, at the end of the day, you're like, that was a rough day. But you can also be like, but you know what? I was able to prioritize what matters most to me. Yeah. Yep. That's, I have that feeling a lot when emergencies come up or even something as simple as my kid texts me as soon as she gets to school and says, I forgot my clarinet. Like, I it throws a wrench in my day to have to like get the clarinet and drive it up to school and drop it off for her and I swear the office ladies know me on site now because she forgets stuff all the time (laughs) but I always appreciate that I am able to prioritize being there and helping my kid have a good day and not have to walk into band without her clarinet versus being stuck and having to be like ah sorry kid like you're on your own like I know some people might argue that would teach her responsibility but I appreciate being able to be there for her and being able to pick up my kids when they're sick and they have a fever they're not feeling good or whatever Mm -hmm. like I appreciate being able to do that and so I make it a priority and that's part of how I bring balance into my life yeah I like it So your challenge this week is to really sit down and think about what your priorities are. What would balance feel like? I'm not even going to say what would balance look like. What would balance feel like to you? And just think about the types of things that you want to prioritize in your life and how everything else will fit around it. And as always, check us out on Instagram at Marketing Moms Podcast. We also mentioned earlier our book, marketingmomsbook.com, is where you can go to get your copy on Amazon. And 
we yeah just hop on instagram let us know how things are going for you if there's anything that you want us to talk about here on the show and uh, we will chat with you next week thank you for joining us today we're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time if this episode helped you in some way please share it with another mom who needs to hear it we're in this together And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book, now available on Amazon. 